Lecture topic. Preparing for the 15th Shaban. Tremendously great favor and blessing that we are approaching a very, very great occasion. The occasion is the 15th of Shaban, which is known as Laylatul Bara'a. Bara'a, the Arabic word, Bara'a means something where a person has been absolved. He has been, so to say, forgiven. So the reason that this night, the 15th night of Sha'ban, is termed as Laylatul Bara'a, is that on this occasion, Allah Ta'ala forgives numerous people. In one Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, that more than the number of hair on the sheep or goats of the tribe of Bani Kalb. So they were a tribe who used to keep a very, very huge number of goats and sheep, whatever it was, goat or sheep. And we cannot count fully how many hair is on the body of that goat and the tribe, how many goats they had. So Allah Ta'ala forgives such a huge number of people. So now this is the great bounty and blessing of Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala blesses us with such wonderful opportunities to turn to Him, to seek His forgiveness, and to become cleaned out for something that is coming which is even greater the great month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan is a time when Allah Ta'ala's blessings shower down, pour down. But who is going to be able to receive these blessings? Who is going to be able to truly benefit from the month of Ramadan? So the one who has prepared himself for it. We all understand what preparation means it depends what is the importance of something in a person's mind for example somebody is going to attend a nikah a wedding a walima whose walima is this this is some distant relative a distant relative and they invited you as well so now in the 11th hour some person might go and they will attend and they will wish the person well and they'll come away. So that is the extent of preparation that they would make for that particular occasion. Why? It's a distant relative. They don't even have much contact with the person. Once in a while they meet but no ongoing interaction or anything or they have a very close relationship. Nothing. But they know each other and uh, the person invited them say very well, came. The other situation is that the nikah, the walima is of a cousin. So now it's a cousin, but that cousin lives in a neighboring town for example. But now it's a cousin after all. You might end up going there maybe one day in advance to even maybe help out with something now that Walima is going to take place or something. So, you're going to help out one day in advance perhaps. 
that might be the extent of the preparation there. But then it's your own sister's or brother's nikah that's taking place. So you are also going to be very much part of all the preparations and arrangements well in advance. Though this is just for the sake of an example, whereas the example of a nikah, it should be the example of simplicity. That that nikah has got no issues with it, no long issues and long drawn out preparations and especially going into some lavish mode. All these things are out of place completely. MashaAllah, many nikahs take place nowadays also, take place very simply, in a very, very simple manner. The nikah takes place, the walima takes place, within the limits of sharia. That's the way to go. We're just taking the example, unfortunately, what happens commonly in which the norm, people, how they conduct themselves at these occasions. So now you'll go one day before. And now it's your sister's or brother, that's a cousin. Sister or brother, there's a different level of preparation there. But now it's the person's nikah, the person himself, herself, his or her nikah. Now that preparation goes on to another level. Now what changed? Is nikah, the distant relative got married, is that person's nikah also? That person was nikah as well. The cousin was also nikah. The brother or sister was also nikah. And the person herself or himself was also nikah. Nikah is all across the board. But what changed the whole level and extent of preparation. The level of preparation was in proportion to what is the importance given to the occasion. The distant relative for you wasn't such a great occasion. The distant relative, you wish the person well, you're happy for them, but for you yourself, that's not such a big thing now. People get married all the time. There are people you don't even know, you pass by somewhere and you get to, or you get to know in the town, somebody got married, you don't even have any contact with the person, mashallah, you make dua for the person, no big deal for you. But when it was a closer person, it was a cousin, and then it became even closer, your sister, now the importance of the occasion got greater. And therefore your own involvement in the preparation was more. And if it's the person herself, it's her nikah, that's a very big occasion in her life, way beyond what others would regard it as for them, but for her own person's personal self, this is a very big occasion. So now the preparation for her personal self is also proportional to what she regards as a very great occasion in her life. And indeed nikah is a great sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa but the point that we are making here is that what importance was given to the nikah of that distant relative, there was more importance to the nikah of the cousin, and even more importance given to the nikah of the brother or sister, and far greater importance given to the nikah of oneself. So now that importance, it raised the level of preparation. Now understanding this example, come to the month of Ramadan. It all depends on what is the level of importance in our hearts. How great we regard this as. We just take it as well, one of those months that will come, we have to fast, we'll fast, and time will pass. And we hope we don't get na'uzubillah, don't get bored now, because sometimes there won't be madrasa, maybe some days. So we mustn't get bored. 
So if that's the level of importance of Ramadan in the heart, then that's going to be the kind of preparation. What preparation? That at the time when it's about for Maghrib time or the 29th of Shaban, now you're going to be a little bit anxious to know or meaning eager to know has the moon been sighted or hasn't been sighted, that's the level of preparation. Nothing before. Whereas somebody who regards it as a very great occasion, a really great opportunity, an occasion greater than a person's own nikah, because this is an occasion to build one's connection with Allah Ta'ala. So the person would start with preparation long in advance. Dua, and the dua that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam used to make, Allahumma sallimni li Ramadan, wa sallim Ramadan ali, wa sallim huli mutaqabbala, Ya Allah, you preserve me for Ramadan. I want to be around. I want to be healthy and fit. So this is all part of the sallimni li Ramadan. Give me good health. Give me the ability and the tawfiq to engage in the amal and all the other things that will now really help me to achieve the objective of Ramadan. Say, Allah, sallim nili Ramadan. From now, Ya Allah, you preserve me, you help me, you protect me, you guide me. Wa sallim Ramadan ali. Ya Allah, make Ramadan also the time of Ramadan conducive for me. Sometimes a person is fully charged up, the person is very, very enthusiastic, the person has prepared for something, but at that time, such conditions come about, such challenges sometimes come, that despite all the enthusiasm, all the eagerness, all the zeal, but a person now gets so uh, caught up in some other matters, that now the time is not even available or able to be engaged in ibadat, etc., because such things suddenly came about, such conditions, situations, challenges. So, Ya Allah, you saved the time of Ramadan for me from that as well. That I shouldn't become embroiled in any matter or get caught up in any situation or something that will now take my attention away because of the circumstances. Allah, you make it a time of afiyat. Make it a time when I can very easily be applying myself and make it very conducive for me. And then the greatest need, Ya Allah, you accept all this. Ya Allah, you enable me to conduct myself correctly to really engage myself in amal and you make the time also conducive for me but Ya Allah the most important thing I need is your acceptance so now when this dua will start it should have started two months ago but nevertheless we still have some time every day repeatedly in the day after every salah very deeply from the depths of our heart not just as a routine just an imparent fashion we're just saying it we don't even pay attention to what we are saying our mind is somewhere else our heart is somewhere else and we are just saying the words, we don't know what we said. So now we have the understanding, we have the meaning in our minds as well. So now consciously, very consciously, very deeply, making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Now what we are asking for, we are asking so much for Ramadan, that we want to be there, we want to be healthy and fit, we want to be able to dedicate ourselves to the amal in Ramadan, and then we are wishing that the, and begging for the time to be also conducive. Why? Because Ramadan is such a great moment, such a great time, so full of blessings. Can we imagine a person now, he is going for a business trip. Somebody's father, brother, son, aunt, uncle, whoever now is going for a business trip. 
or oh it is somebody going for some business venture locally wherever and now the opportunity is there to really do big business because now people are all going to be there it's going to be a very busy time people are all moving around but now the person at that time there's no stock now it's a time to really you can sell things at a very good profit and people are ready to buy and they're coming there with their money to buy but the the person who wants to sell he got no stock to sell so now at the end of that opportunity and that time what he's going to finish off with and now if a person who is a businessman a person who understands business a person who is involved in some extent of business they will be heartbroken you know i had planned for this time i really was going to make a killing at this time you know what a good profit we could have made that supplier told me he's going to give me the stock and i put all my reliance on this person and he said no no certain date i'm going to deliver and now the next day was going to have to start really you know selling and trading and this person let me down i had no stock to sell i was there standing empty handed no stock to sell how disappointed he will be he'll be heartbroken that now he missed on on such a big opportunity oh the person got all the stock he stocked everything up and everything is ready but what happened allah forbid some some thing happened some natural disaster took place some flood came some other matter happened he couldn't open his shop for 5 days 10 days because of the weather condition was so severe allah forbid some other thing happened allah taala protect us and save us from the kind of conditions we have seen last year the looting time etc now people just couldn't leave their homes forget go and open their businesses now imagine if that was a very normally very busy time of the year now somebody goes and sets up a stall somewhere at that time of the year normally and they make a very big profit out of it that profit that they normally make in that one week two weeks it carries them for six months one year now that whole opportunity got shelved how heartbroken a person feels why because they know what profit they could have made and they are conscious of it and now that didn't happen so now the person is heartbroken to start off with they were preparing very well for it and if it didn't happen they are heartbroken why because we understand the value of money we understand what it means to have that few hundred rands in our hand now the same thing we have to apply the same message and lesson we have to apply in terms of ramadan that this is such a great occasion and if the person hasn't started stocking up the person is not even making any preparations so what is he going to achieve and earn now why he is not making preparations because he doesn't know the benefit of it he doesn't have the understanding it's just like another time the person who hasn't been in business hasn't sold anything didn't open that stall there in that time it what it matters to him if that place stayed closed nothing to him he got no he doesn't know about it so unfortunately we are far away from the true realization of what ramadan is all about so therefore we take it very casually very uh, this by the way whereas that shouldn't be the case ramadan is an extremely great occasion inshallah we are already daily having some talim of fadail ramadan in our class perhaps so at home wherever both places in fact to conscientize us to highlight to us what is the greatness of ramadan 
So now just again coming to this point that Ramadan is a very, very great occasion. And in this very great time, if we don't take advantage, we lost out very greatly. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want us to lose out. Allah Ta'ala wants we must take the maximum. So that is Ramadan we have been speaking about. But in order to prepare us for Ramadan, two weeks before Allah gives us such a great occasion, the 15th of Shaban. Why? That Allah Ta'ala promises such great bounties and great numbers of people forgive forgiveness. So now every person who has some understanding, little bit of understanding, they would want to take full advantage of this to get forgiven. Why? Because to be forgiven is the greatest blessing that opens every door for a person in dunya and akhirat if he gets forgiven. A person has little bit of understanding, let alone a lot of understanding, little bit of understanding also, then they will be very eager. I should secure my forgiveness. Now Allah Ta'ala wants us to come and get that forgiveness. Now if a person got that forgiveness two weeks in advance, inshallah he'll stay steadfast that two weeks, he's ready for Ramadan. Because he's coming in a clean way, in a clean condition, because he applied himself 15th of Shaban, begged Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and made ibadat etc. So now he came clean towards the month of Ramadan and the clean heart is now filled with the blessings of Allah Ta'ala. So this is this very great opportunity Allah Ta'ala is giving us to clean ourselves for Ramadan. Now clean ourselves from what? One is sin. We make toba, sincere toba. And cut out all those things that are in our life which are a barrier from gaining the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, gaining the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. So now we need to take advantage of this, not from tomorrow, from now, to start already making istighfar tawbah, but especially the 15th night of Shaban, which will be Thursday night, we truly dedicate ourselves. These are occasions of ibadat of Toba, of istighfar, of begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, begging His help, to be spending time in Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, in Nawafil, in Tasbihat, in Zikr, in istighfar and Durood, and in all these A'mal, unfortunately what happens often, that the Ibadat of the night is regarded to be some program that will take place perhaps in some masjid or the masjid of our locality. So nowadays many people tune into that through the receivers or because it's audio streamed from somewhere so they are linking up. Whereas that is not the purpose of the night. That takes place in order to encourage us to make the night valuable. But that is not, now many a person takes the time to, mashallah, listen to some talk being delivered somewhere on that occasion, on that night, and then they feel that they are now done for the night. They have spent the, or fulfilled the ibadat of the night. Whereas that is not the ibadat of the night, in itself, mashallah, it's a very rewarding thing, but that was merely done to conscientize us to make us understand, make us realize what is to be done and to dedicate our time correctly. 
and not lose out. But unfortunately, we make that as the all and be all of the occasion and we feel we've done our duty for the night and we lost out the rest. So that shouldn't be the case. From the time Maghrib sets in, the great night has begun. And Allah Ta'ala's special mercies already start descending. Shaitan, Shaitan comes with the deception. Okay, I will do something later in the night. You know, the time later, so now that already several hours got wasted beforehand, then that later no, no, I'm going to try to wake up for tahajjud, indeed we must try but now we left it all for tahajjud time, did nothing before, at the most maybe attended one program or heard one program and now that tahajjud time, our eyes didn't open so what was the end result? We lost out, Allah Ta'ala wants us to take, not lose out so now we need to plan ourselves in advance that how I'm going to try and dedicate the time in this night we will not have that capacity to continuously non-stop be engaged in some amal we are too weak but we must plan it we start off immediately from Maghrib time with at least some amal 15 minutes, 20 minutes we engage in performing some nawafil some tilawat of the Quran Sharif some tasbihah, zikr, whatever so 20 minutes, 25 minutes then now somebody had to eat, take some break for that, fine. But before Isha, we spend another 10-15 minutes. Then after Isha, we do something again, what we can. Then we take a break. Now in this way, inshallah, we'll be able to sustain the momentum that every half an hour, 45 minutes now, we taking the engaging in amal, then we took a break again, half an hour. As long as we could continue like this through the night, then we will rest by all means, but we try to then wake up earlier than normal and try to engage in some ibadat in the late part of the night, which is the most special time of the night, at the time of the hajjud. So some nawafil at that time, some tilawat, some, and especially dua. So this is the way to plan ourselves and alternate the various amal so that this keeps us fresh and it keeps us continuing in some good so that we gain the maximum. Unfortunately, some just don't have that focus. The time comes and goes and they lose out. Allah Ta'ala save us from losing out. Worse than that, worse than losing out, is to become involved in sin even on such occasions. Now somebody can't even leave their phone even on such a night. They caught up in this, that and the other, they chatting some with someone, they looking at some other things, they still watching serials, Allah forbid, Allah Ta'ala save us from this azab. And they still caught up in so many things, and on the night such a great occasion comes. Actually, such people, for all of us, we need to think about this, this is not what is being encouraged. This is not what is being encouraged. But if a person just read, they performed the Isha Salah properly, made some tasbihat for a short while, made some dua, and then they just slept, went away early to bed, and tried to wake up in the late part of the night too, they're still better off then. Because they were fast asleep, in the time of their sleep they couldn't make ghibat, they're not making any ghibat in that time, they're not lying, they're not looking at any haram, they're not uh, engaging in anything else, because they're fast asleep. For such a person, it's safer to be sleeping. If the person is not going to be engaged in amal, that's a great loss. 
but it's safer for such a person to be sleeping then, rather than being awake and doing things which are displeasing Allah Ta'ala, because that is a great disregard of such a great occasion. Now we earlier took the example of nikah. Now supposing it's somebody's nikah in your home, whoever's nikah it is, brother, sister, whoever, now this is a very big occasion for all the people in the household. Now somebody was invited, some guest came, and now in the middle of this occasion now, this walima is taking place, whatever, this person wants to start arguing with others, getting into an intense argument now with somebody, and somebody else is now, he saw someone who he has a problem with on the other end of the room, so now he's shouting at that person, and he's even beginning to start swearing him, how does one feel at that time? Who will tolerate this? The person will either first be nicely told that please keep quiet. If he doesn't listen, he'll be nicely told please leave. And if he still doesn't listen, then some people will be told please take him out and throw him outside. Because he can't even have this much of etiquette, this much of respect. It's our function, it's our occasion, it's in our home. He's an outsider in our home, we invited him. But... He comes here and he's disrupting the whole occasion. He's shouting at somebody else. He's arguing with somebody. He's swearing at someone. This is impossible. We can't keep such a person here. And if whatever he feels he can feel, he must be thrown out now. He told him nicely, he's not listening. Throw him out. People have done these kind of things. If somebody became a nuisance in some occasion, then they nicely they usher him out. Somebody made an excuse that let's call him outside. Somebody wants to talk to him. And then when he went out to hear what they wanted to talk to him, what they wanted to talk to him was that please carry on walking, don't stop. So that's what they told him, that's what they wanted to talk to him. So, now, we will all react in this way if somebody disrupts our occasion, because they can't respect the occasion. It's a big occasion for us, they can't respect it. This person doesn't deserve to be here. But can we imagine Allah Ta'ala opens out such a great occasion for us? It is Allah Ta'ala's dawah to us to come and take the maximum from this occasion. And now somebody in that time also is still engaged in haram, engaged in some nonsensical things, engaging in just disregarding it, not interested. Now imagine now you invited that guest, you're putting all the beautiful food in front of the person now, you took the, all the efforts to now prepare the food, and now you're presenting all this food. Now hot food is ready there for the person to eat. He's saying, no, no, I'm still very busy on some, you know, I go to chat with somebody. So now I can't talk to you also now, and I can't eat your food also now. I'm busy chatting with someone. I'm going to wait one minute, two minutes, five minutes. Pick the food up and take it away. And this person now, when he decides to eat, he says, sorry, you know, you carry on now. Called you, presented the hot food for you. We're sitting here, we are entertaining you. You got no time to even look at us, no time to talk to us, you got no time to pay any attention to what has been prepared for you. So what's the point in inviting you? Carry on. We'll be very offended, we'll feel insulted, we will be heartbroken and disappointed and what not. Whereas what is our the importance of our occasion? We make it very important, but what how great can our occasions be? Here is the occasion that Allah Ta'ala has afforded his 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 servants, his slaves. Allah Ta'ala has invited us to take the maximum from these nights, 
the 15th of Shaaban, then the whole of Ramadan comes, mashallah. And even these very days are Mubarak days that we're passing. Now we show disregard to it. We don't have any plan of action of how we're going to spend this night to exert ourselves a little bit more. Maybe we can't match the very pious people, how they spend the whole night and how they really dedicate themselves. We can't go to a to that extent. We're not managing that. But we can all do something. We can't spend 10 hours. We can't spend 8 hours. We can't spend 5 hours. But all of us can spend 1 hour. Nobody is of that capacity that they can't spend 1 hour, 2 hours in Ibadat. Not all at the same time too. We spread it around. Half an hour now, half an hour later, another half an hour, then late part of the night. 2-3 hours comfortably most people can spend. Not 2-3 hours, 1, one and a half hours. Nobody has any issue with that. But... It all depends on how much of regard we have, how much of respect we have, how much of value we have, how much of concern we have. That's what it all depends on. So this is what we have to now plan for. Allah Ta'ala wants us to come clean. Cleaning ourselves from sin, and then likewise, on these great occasions, there are certain people that get excluded from the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala, from the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. Among them that's mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, the person who is a mushrik, who ascribes partners to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala protect us from shirk. The person who is a mushahin, who has malice in his heart for others, dirt in his heart, has ill feeling, wishing ill for others, wishing harm for others, wishing that somebody else suffers some loss, hoping something wrong happens for that person. This is all what's mushahin, having malice having dirt in the heart for somebody else, not wanting good for everyone. This person is deprived of such a great occasion. Allah wants us to clean ourselves from this. So Allah Ta'ala gave us this occasion two weeks before Ramadan, that look, clean yourself, so that you will come in Ramadan, you will come with a clean heart. You will be able to receive the blessings. Then, the person who is indulging in intoxicants, the person who has cut off family ties, the person who is disobedient to her parents such people are deprived of the mercy of such a great occasion the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala is not received what is meant to be why is this given to us on this occasion to jolt us, to shake us to make us understand this is not a plain thing this is a very great thing and this is what we need to now clean ourselves from build the relationships, ask for forgiveness make our parents happy turn to them in a very humble way and seek their forgiveness for whatever mistakes we have made and how we may have disrespected them, we may have hurt them. Sincerely beg their forgiveness, not just in a by-the-way manner and uh, whatever was said and done, just make mouth and we carried on. Whatever was said and done, make mouth. Did we clean our hearts? Did we really make them happy? Did we go about it in a way that opened their hearts towards us? So not just for the sake of some routine now and just just to rattle off one, one statement. No, it's not a matter of rattling off one statement. It's a matter of opening out the hearts of our parents towards us. Opening out the relationship. So now we have to go and ask for their forgiveness in a very nice way, in a very humble way. Not as some just kind of custom or some kind of... We have done something that might have hurt them. So now we seek their forgiveness in a very humble way, very nice way very loving manner. So, this is what will clean our hearts out, clean up the mess that is within us, 
And this will enable us to gain from the tremendous blessings on such a great occasion. This is what will unite us with family members, etc. This is what will take us forward in deen and enable us to inshallah reach Ramadan in a clean manner and take the maximum benefit. So now one is, before we finish off and before we wake up to move to our other work, whatever, we will first around for two minutes, three minutes and write out a simple, very basic program for the night, for the 15th night of Shaban, how we are going to conduct our time. This, this slot I'm going to make some nafil, this slot I'm going to make some tilawat, this slot I'm going to make dua, I'm going to make some tasbihat, etc. Whatever, and if there's some program that we can be sort of listening into, by all means, no harm in that. But, and, and if that's going to help to encourage us and to spur us on, by all means, then we should do that. But, that is not where it finishes off. That's just merely meant to start us off. That is meant to get us going. Unfortunately, we use that as the end point. We take it as done now. Whereas that is meant to start us off. So, by all means, we participate in some, listening to some program that might uh, boost us, that might encourage us, but then we should get encouraged and move forward. So we plan a simple program of how we are going to spend our time, how we are going to conduct ourselves, and also just some idea of what du'as we are going to make. Just some points, very simple, basic points, one word, one word uh, aspects. All this will help us focus on that occasion, that how we should be conducting ourselves. Inshallah, we'll be guided that, okay, mashallah, whatever you've written is very good in terms of what du'as you're going to make. Add this as well. Add that as well. Our Muallimahs will, inshallah, guide us on that. Likewise, as we move closer to Ramadan, we should start making a simple program for Ramadan of how we are going to use our time correctly what targets we are going to have in terms of tilawat and other aspects, other amal of deen, this will inshallah make the month of Ramadan also very, very productive for us and we will finish off in this Mubarak time in a way that we are very much more enriched in terms of our iman, our spiritual connection with Allah wa ta'ala and inshallah this will boost us to continue properly for the rest of the 11 months. May Allah wa ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq that we truly engage ourselves in these Mubarak times Allah Ta'ala enable us to dedicate our time correctly and to take the maximum benefit wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma laka alhamdu kulluhu wa laka al-shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsi thana'an alayk anta kama athnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم 
وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله